mighty Kane struck out. I don't even want to know what that is. The Murloc. The Encode. I'm ready to play. Today. Leroy! There's a, there's a crossover. You need the John Fogarty song and Leroy Jenkins asking to be put into the game, right? And then he goes into the game and fucks it all up. Soundboards are so much fun. It's so deep in Alright, man. So, what's up? Uh, well, we, we, we went over my, my spice rack. Oh yes. I, I every time I'm a giant eagle, like the, the, the one at Robinson, I I see new spices and I buy them and and, and then I either put them on my fridge and you can see the whole bunch of mm-hmm. spices I have mm-hmm. in my fridge, and then I I, I um, vacuum seal the rest of it because uh, usually there's a lot left over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff went like looked at all my spices. I have a lot. It, it, I I mean I I bought stuff today. I was at, I was there, and I was like, I don't have any honey at home, so I should get that. And I got orange blossom instead of clover. Uh, but then I was also, I was, I figured I wanted to get cornmeal. I don't know why. I was like, you know, make cornbread at some point. Uh, and in that same aisle was molasses, and I was like, I'll get the molasses too because I don't have that. I don't know when I'm going to use it. I got the black strap version. I don't know when I'll ever use it. But I have lots of stuff there that mm-hmm. it's like, who knows when I'm going to use it? But what you I need is it. you need like an app that can like take your entire inventory and suggest things to make that'd be amazing it probably exists yeah yeah i mean it's it's i feel like i i want to have these spices around i mean i got like um i got star anise uh today i was i was surprised that you had so many like Blends like the Texas barbecue mix and the Quebec steak seasoning. That was that was something that's less that I did today and not and not really something that I've done often. But it's it's it was more like uh, it was yes it was weird decision I had today, which is I'm gonna try get a couple of these. But if you look at the rest rest of my spices, there aren't really any blends there. so if you're asking me why there's so many that there are blends today, I don't know. I felt like getting. I, th- I think I I felt like getting the 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 steak seasoning, and at the same time I was like, well, I like this. You know, the Texas barbecue thing looks interesting. No, I mean the Quebec steak is. I, I've had yeah. I've had the McCormick version of that. Uh-huh. It, it's good. It makes steaks pretty tasty because yeah. there's a ton of salt in that shit. Yeah, and then there was like the heavenly garlic, which is like mm-hmm. I just it was like so three what bucks. Was that? What was that? I, it was like three bucks. But but <laughs> what is heavenly garlic? Yeah, it's garlic and some other things. And things. And well, stuff. Let's take a look. Hold on a second. I'll get it. Okay, Greg is going to the pantry 
to grab his spices. The purchase today at the Giant Eagle in Ro- Settlers Ridge, I believe, right? Yes. Yes, that's a market district. That is one of the finest Giant Eagles in all the land. It's it's not as good as it was oh, really? at one point, but it's still pretty good. So yeah, so uh, Heavenly Garlic is salt, citric acid, onion minced, garlic minced, chives, and garlic powder. All right, so garlic and all things adjacent to garlic. So I also got herbs to prevent what rosemary, thyme, marjoram, savory, uh, oregano, basil, lavender, which I figure is good for like you put that little bit of oil, put bread. That pretty much replaces needing to have marjoram. Yeah. And oregano. And thyme. Well, not necessarily, because thyme and rosemary go together well, and you can mix sure, that. Sure, but um, this has rosemary and thyme in it. But, you know, like, for these green things, you know, from my experience, and my experience is not great with these, um, I think Herbs de Provence would uh, let me get, like, six bottles of shit out of my pantry. Yeah. <laughs> and I could use it, and I would never know the difference. And that there, there, There's a truth to that. I, I, I don't know why I got it, other than it was there, and I saw, and I was like, okay, why not? Uh, the Quebec steak seasoning is minced garlic, crushed red pepper, salt, black pepper, coarse black pepper, uh, mustard seed. No, my complaint here is they didn't even fucking blend the shit. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> all the salt's in all one... All the salt is in one kind of <laughs> bottom. But they, they blend everything else. It's just the salt. Yeah. Well, I mean, the salt is finer, right? It's not like a kosher I, I salt. I don't think this was shipped in a truck and the salt settled. I think they... Had the other stuff and like they put a tablespoon of salt in the bag and then filled it up with the other shit. Mm. And here's a shawarma seasoning. So that's coarse black pepper, fennel seed, curry powder, coriander, and allspice. Mm. I thought this one would smell more like Indian food, but it smells... Well, no, it's not Indian. It's more Middle Eastern. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess I guess it's the curry that's it's leading the leading the charge there. But uh, so, if I ever need seasoning, I know where to come because Greg has like. Two lifetime supplies of seasoning frozen <laughs> in his freezer. And not in my freezer. They're just vacuum sealed. I just vacuum sealed, okay. Um what should be enough. Yeah. Yeah. But things like juniper berries I didn't have I haven't, you know, just just way with kids and everything. I've been doing Heather's getting blue apron. Has actually got Heather like preparing meals oh. and not doing like hamburger. We didn't ever have hamburger helper, but the kinds of meals she yeah, was yeah. making before that was not very was far afield from hamburger mm-hmm. helper. And uh, you know, been getting Blue Apron for probably six months now, and uh, she's eating things that she normally wouldn't eat, mm. like kale, mm-hmm. and she's. Learning how to prepare meals, and she's actually taken some of the blue apron recipes and remade them. You know, got the ingredients herself. So, um, 
And they're good stuff. It's funny. Like Blue Apron, like you know, one of their selling points is we never repeat a recipe, which is fucking bullshit. Okay, so they take one kind of chili spice powder and replace it with a different kind of chili spice powder, mm-hmm. and everything else, everything else in the recipe is the same. Because we had one, we're like, this is really good. This is kind of familiar. We went back through the old recipes and we compared them and they swapped out the chili spice. That's mm. the only thing they changed. <laughs> Nothing about what chipotle powder which you didn't have. I have red pepper powder, but not yeah. chipotle powder. No, uh, they and and Blue Apron uses a lot. Make sure you buy <laughs> the biggest bottle of olive oil. <laughs> the salt's the same. I think it's. I I do think it has to do with the you way. Think it's settled. Yeah, I think it's settled. Okay. Because because these are exactly the same, in terms of the way the salt is settled, is sort of the bottom. Okay, if you say so. The McCormick doesn't do that. No, it doesn't. But they're not in plastic little, little plastic yes. baggies that that are good for you know heroin or whatever. <laughs> um, so we're actually we're thinking of you know kind of taking a break and looking at HelloFresh or one of the other ones. But it sure is handy getting just the ingredients you need mm-hmm. together. And it's it's expensive for a homemade meal, but it's not expensive compared to eating at a restaurant twice a week. So True. So you kind of like we've, we feel that we've ate out less because of the Blue Apron. Yeah. And uh and the foods oh and she's she's eating like Heather's a meat and potatoes kind of girl, right? right? And like I like she's like picking recipes that are veg. Like it blows my mind. That you know, she's choosing veg recipes. And like because when we met, I mean, if it didn't have we had to leave Mad Mex when we were dating, like one of our very first dates. We had to walk out of Mad Max because they didn't have beef tacos. They had steak tacos, but not beef tacos. <laughs> and we had to walk out of Mad Max. Wow. What, what was what was the problem with, with steak versus beef? She wanted ground beef tacos instead of pulled, you know, shredded steak tacos. We had to leave. Well, yeah, well, okay. And, and now we've eaten. Yeah, food to her eventually. And now we've eaten at Mad Max a thousand times. So much that that Allie wants to go there for her birthday. <laughs> She's been there for her birthday for the last like seven years. Uh, wow. So she really like didn't have any exposure to these kind of things no. then. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it took a while, but yeah, she's like. So we've gotten so like one of the recipes is really cool. They one of the things they do a lot is they make you cut your vegetables up, they drizzle them in olive oil, then you bake them in the oven at four fifty, uh-huh. basically caramelizing. Basically, them. yeah, yeah. And it, it's a really good technique for making some yummy, sweet caramelized vegetables. So take broccoli, kind of cut broccoli mm-hmm. steaks, like you know, keep them together, and then you put them on sabata bread with. Um, Oh, what? It's some kind of tomato sauce, but it has a name. It has like big chunks of peppers in it and stuff. I forget. Mm. But you do that. You melt melt it with provolone. You basically make a meatball hoagie, but with broccoli. It's really good. Hmm. 
It's really we made that a couple of times, like outside of Blue Apron, and um, it really works. So, what does the broccoli add to it? The broccoli is the main. It replaces the meatballs, mm. but the, so they're okay. the, you take the so florets, it's a texture thing. You take the florets and you put them in the oven with oil, and you get them until they're starting like they're turning brown, right? You want some of that kind of popcorn flavor out mm-hmm. of them and stuff like that, and then you you put those on the meatball hoagie and. Or some kind of basil. I think that one has like a basil paste or something as well. I, like I, a pesto? Yeah, like a pesto I think it has. And then tomato sauce and cheese on a, on a toasted sabata. It's, 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 like, it re, like if you think you want a meatball hoagie, this is better. Okay. No, I buy it because I mean like, as, as, as a texture thing, I can see where... I mean, like meatballs are all about texture, really. Not, I mean, they can be about flavor, but in a hoagie, yeah. there's so much else there that you're really just looking for that texture of the meat. In. And I can see how a roasted, uh, yeah, roast roast broccoli could sort of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Blue Apron's been a positive success for for Heather because. As opposed to a negative success. Well, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, no, just extra success. Mm. Um, like she's just cooking. She's she's using technique to cook. It's funny. I'll be driving home, and the Nest Protect the smoke alarm will send me messages. Uh-huh. Smoke is in the kitchen. Like, oh, Heather's making something good. Yeah. <laughs> I've the done that more goes, than a, more thing, than once here. I've, I've I've set off the alarm. The thing goes off. All the time, I, I, I guess if you if you're actually cooking and you don't have like a commercial hood, you're gonna set off the smoke alarm. Yeah, it's not like we're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. The best I can tell, it's like my mom never set off the smoke alarm because she's boiling potatoes in a pot of water. Right, you know and. We're roasting them in the oven at yeah, 450 it, it, degrees. If you're, if you're doing something that, that that is going to create smoke, which is uh, inevitable if you're doing something at high heat, um, then there's a chance that that it will that, that you'll you'll smoke something up. Like the first time I was here, it, <laughs> my first um, I guess my first weekend I was here, I I felt like I I, I got these uh, I had my are your smoke alarms like connected to the building? Like no, I'd be, no, I'd be worried. No, that, that is that's what I was worried about. But no, they're fortunately they're not outside the door. They are, but in here they're not. So um, there's so I I, I I wanted to make some steaks and I and you have my um, immersion circulator. So I mm-hmm. made the steak and then I, uh, I left uh, a cast iron uh thing on the stove for like 20 minutes because i didn't i you know i don't i had gas in my old place i don't have gas mm-hmm. here i was using yeah. electric and i just sort of left it on and then i i poured in some uh i think i put some butter in there and immediately just turned into a huge amount of smoke mm-hmm. uh and i was like whoa 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 and immediately my beep 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 started to go off and i was afraid because like oh no the whole is the whole building you know, because of, and so I, I first thing I did was I actually called nine one one and said if if, uh, if there's 
like a call to here. You can cancel it. it it's just it's just some smoke. Just me cooking. Yeah. Uh, and then I called the office and they said, no, as long as you keep your door closed, it won't get out. Just, you know, air it, you know, open up your door and let, yeah. it, let it out. As long as it doesn't get into the hallway, you're yeah. fine. There are, if you look like by my bedroom door, uh-huh. there's a little yeah. thing there. That's the the building. The building. Door. So that'll light up when the, you have to evacuate. Right. And it's also inside my bedroom, too. So. Uh, yeah, that'd be scary, right? You're an apartment building and you're, you're, you're searing a steak. Right. And you're causing a fire drill. Right, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I, I, I've had it happen two or three times since then uh, that the alarm... Is the, the, the so the, the nests, when smoke's up to a certain level, you can silence the alarm. If the smoke is over a certain level, it will not let you silence right, the alarm. Right. And there's been three or four times that we've been cooking and making smoke to make delicious food. And then this is like, fuck you. I'm not going to silence. Yeah. Well, and then this is a good thing, ultimately, because you're fine with it and it's annoying. But, but I, come on, you're pushing the button on the thing that's eight feet in the air. It's not like you're going to do that and, like, have a real fire. Right. Yes. No, I agree. But I, I, I like knowing that, ultimately, you know, these things are going to trip on, on on a small thing, but you can't silence it. Yeah, I know it's it's kind of like I said, it's annoying. That's why you put on headphones. Like Nest actually has a threshold where you can silence it, and then like, oh, you're a fucking bad cook. I'm going to yeah. not silence for the next fifteen minutes as you air out the place. Well, I mean, ideally, you should you should be able to manage your smoke if you're doing everything correct. It doesn't mean that you that people always are, and everyone mm-hmm. learns, right? Everyone has yeah. to learn. So. Like um, when I I did uh, a turkey, if you do the turkey the Alton Brown way, and you oh you, my god, it sets it off every time. Yeah, because that what, first fifteen minutes. Yeah, because it, it, it there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, oil on it. What you have to do is really put a very very thin layer of oil and make sure that there's not a lot there, and that's hard to do, and that's that's a lesson. Uh, you have to make sure there's not like goops of oil, which is it easy to it made it easy to sort of you know keep any goop of oil and that will smoke up like crazy if you put it at 500 very early. But it does cook the skin up perfectly. It is the right it mm-hmm. is the right move. Yeah, but it makes a it lot happens of smoke. every time that yeah. first 15 minutes sets off the smoke alarm every time. Yeah, yeah, but it works. It does the job. It gets the skin perfect. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Actually, the last couple times I've done it, and I do like two turkeys a year, last couple years, I want to get it crispier, actually. Really? Like it hasn't, it's still been kind of floppy and fatty. I I want to really crisp that thing up. I probably should do the dry, the fridge, the fridge spicy aging thing they do. Because I do spatchcock the turkey because it cooks so fast. But I, so it's a hybrid. I spatchcock it, but I don't do the dry aging. Yeah, I do the brining, and then I do the the whole roast turkey recipe. It's just spatchcocked, and I don't do the aromatics inside. It makes a really good turkey, but I would love to have crispy skin on. What do you use to cut through the backbone for the spatchcock? Meat cleaver. Meat cleaver. And then I've sometimes I can find the joints. Sometimes I can't. You know, I last couple of years, 
I've, I've learned, like, so the first couple of times I would hack through the bones and leave shards and it would just be bad. Uh, so now I kind of, I work around and find the joints and get through, but I, yeah, I have a cleaver that I use to get through that. Yeah. Cause that, that's the most difficult, but I know that Damien tried to spatch crack one year. The hip bones, with the hip, the hip joints are the worst. Yeah. The, the shoulder joints you can get through with just, uh, determination. Yeah. Determination. Uh, the hip ones, you got to find the joint. I suppose an electric would electric your your or? gloves. Your gloves would be great because when you take that backbone out, there's all kinds of sharp things on it. They're, those are those are not expensive. I They're know. like seven bucks. I should get a pair. Yeah, I really should because that's the that's the time I need them the most is when I'm taking that spine out of that turkey. Yeah, I mean I don't wear them for much, but for things like oysters, they're great because you you have a chance to slip and and it happened at least once here this time when I was yeah. doing it it slipped a little bit and it would have I don't think it would have not cut me much, but it would have been like a little poke. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use them much because I'm generally good with a knife, and I, I have. I saw you cutting the the. No, I understand. Pairing, like I do pairing, where I push the knife into my thumb, uh-huh. and because you're not sliding your thumb, you don't cut your thumb. But the way you were cutting that lemon, I was like, oh my goodness, man! I mean, you weren't didn't get too close to you know your hand, but he was holding a lemon in his hand and pushing a ceramic knife down through the lemon. But I didn't go all the way. That was the thing. I yeah. I, I went like about three quarters of the way through, and then I dragged the the lemon around the knife as opposed to yeah. pushing the knife itself. That gave me a lot more control. Okay. So I was, it, it was more about, yeah, I would use the knife for most of it, and then I would stop and then let my uh, hands do the rest. So mm-hmm. I'm basically holding the knife in position. Gotcha. Yeah, I use the ceramic knives for most things, and I have a pair, I have like my special knives that I have uh, in the drawer when I pull out if I need to, something really sharp. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. There's still some of that textbook. I guess I could have another little bit. Uh, I don't have anything else, do you? Oh, I don't know. No, I mean, I... My cool story was the dying twice in my dreams last night. I, it is a cool story. I'll give you that. But so, oh, here's one thing. Yeah. So I had a bit of insomnia last night, right? Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't sleep. Basically, we were downstairs. I fell asleep during one of the TV shows. I took a power nap, and I went up to bed. And before I like turned off the lights and took my contacts out, I took like another like another like ten minute power nap. <laughs> it was just like a bad idea. So I'm laying in bed, can't sleep. I find reading news tires me out. You know, so even though the blue screen's bad, reading news... Like, I wouldn't want to watch YouTube videos, but reading news tires me out. But I still couldn't sleep. So I, like, I was trying to do, like, some, like, kind of... Like, if I wanted to meditate, how would I clear my mind type thing? Because when I can't sleep, usually I'm running through puzzles in my brain, yeah, right? Yeah, And I tried to... That's, why, that's what I counting tr- sheep I, is all about. I tried getting, to, getting your head in, in the space where you're just doing something simple and easy and that sort of meditation so i tried to imagine just black that didn't work Mm. imagining white sheet and then expanding the sheet like all the way out that seemed to work that's interesting so i imagine this white 
And like, so I got this white square, this white screen, white sheet in my mind. And I'm like, okay, expand it out, like all the way, infinitely. And I'll give you, I'm going to do it a lot more if I can't sleep, you know, see if this kind of exercise, but I did it a couple times last night after I woke up from my near-death ex- dream experiences. And it seemed to be kind of, it let me clear my mind. If it works, it works. So I'm going to keep trying to imagine infinite white. I and uh, I tend to think about a lot of stuff when I go to sleep, so I have a real trouble getting to sleep. Mm-hmm. Even when I take like things like Ambien, it sometimes doesn't even help. Uh, and so... Sometimes the best thing for me is to just start writing my own stories. Just start imagining totally new okay. stories. That way I, I just like... The weird thing was last night I wasn't really... I'm not thinking about... But I just want to complete my I'm thought sure, here. Sorry. I'm just... I'm thinking about my... I'm not thinking about myself. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about something else. And the, the, the prospect of that seems to... To lead me into sleep, I never finish. Yeah. I never finish writing these stories. Sure. But last night, I was I was churning over like inconsequential shit, like not a problem I had at work, not something I needed to do. It was like, well, yeah, something I've turned over over like how I'm going to arrange this, where the the plates go in my in my cabinets. Completely inconsequential shit. Yeah, I know I've done the same thing. And then, like, I gotta stop thinking about this shit. And, like, okay, so I've never taken any courses on meditation. I've never really tried to meditate. But they talk about emptying your mind. Like, I, don't know, I was like, okay, let me try to just imagine black. And I couldn't imagine black. I'm like, okay, let me try white. It worked. So, but it was like, okay, I imagine white. And I get this white square. I'm like, okay, that's not enough white. I need more white. And it was like, it, it did take a little bit of work to kind of like make my mind stretch the sheet, uh-huh. you know. So I don't know. I'm yeah, just, no, it, meditation is not easy. Right? I mean, that's the reason why they have courses on it. It's yeah. not something that's that's like right, right. But for me, it's kind of interesting that I'm not saying I meditated last night, but you know, it's like okay, I start. And I, I think you this, did effectively I, the I same this, thing. I get this fixed boundary. I'm like, I need to expand that boundary. And like, like, and it got bigger. I'm like, okay, do that more, you know, that kind of thing. It reminds me of when I was a kid. It's this sort of an example of I had like, I had pretty strong OCD when I was a kid, and I when I I would imagine something spinning and I wouldn't be able to stop it spinning in my head. It would like if I had whatever it was, I'm a a die or a a spinning. I don't know. dancer on a floor or whatever i I couldn't stop it spinning like i literally couldn't i would keep imagining it spinning and i wouldn't be able to stop it um so it it, it's it's weird that it's it's hard to do it's hard to, to to you think you have complete control of your brain but you do not your your personality is just some kind of is an aspect of your brain but it's not what's going on yeah. in there there's a lot more <laughs> happening psychology with jeff and greg all right i guess we can wrap this up now all right thanks everybody we'll talk to you next yes. week it was fun thank you <laughs>